WebmasterRadio.fm, in conjunction with the Search Marketing Expo, presents an SMX Sound Off. Sound Off. And now, here is your host. This is Dave Davies here at SMX Advanced for Webmaster Radio. I am joined by the infamous Michael Gray. Got a few topics I'd like to talk about, but I'm going to start with what's on everybody's mind here right now. Matt Cutt's announcement on rel equals no follow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it's kind of interesting the way that they did that again. They sort of had a change in the way they implemented things again. A couple, and maybe about a year, year and a half ago, they pretty much said no follow was okay, was an okay kind of tactic, and they've kind of changed their stance on that a bit now. And you know, there's there's a lot of different reasons, and I don't know that we're actually getting the full reason, but. Um, I'm sure part of their reason was people were abusing, quote-unquote abusing, the, uh, the nofollow tag and doing things that maybe Google didn't necessarily want them to do. I don't think it was a full reason, but I think that definitely played a part. And it, it, It's kind of annoying in a way because you're getting a couple different stories from Google as to how they're handling things and there's some inconsistencies and the way they kind of push the information out and drips and drabs and not really having an official policy. It makes it really difficult for people who are just webmasters and they're trying to do the right thing, who aren't trying to game it and just decide, is this a technique that I should look into? Is it something that I should be doing? Is it something that I shouldn't be doing? And the fact that there's really a lack of a consistent answer and a consistent message from Google in itself about it kind of just makes it really difficult for everybody. Now, it's not uh, something that's been hugely adopted. Mainly, it's been the in-the-know people that have even right. used it to begin with. Do you think this is going to have a tremendous impact on rankings? Rand Fishkin, I interviewed him earlier, seems mm-hmm. to think it, it may cause some, some major fluctuations if, in fact, they do do it. Or maybe have they been doing it all along and just now are telling us? Um, I think they've probably been doing it for a while. They generally don't say, hey, we're, unless it's something that's going to radically change things, they're going to come out and say, okay, this is going to change. You only need to kind of pay attention. I think they've probably been doing it for a while, and it's probably more subtle than anything else. Um, but you still, you know, people who kind of said, okay, I've addressed this issue and done what I needed to do over there and just kind of left it alone, you know, and maybe just now you've got to come back and say, hmm, maybe is this the right approach and how do I want to change it to can I still accomplish what I want? Is it worth trying to accomplish what I want? And is it something that's going to be still worth the extra energy and effort because that you've got to go through to do it? Because now you've got to, you really got to try and jump through some extra hoops to try and accomplish that, and there's no real clear answer as to whether that's going to work. That seems to be pretty much what Matt had said to you. There's better uses for your yeah. time than that. Now, speaking of both links and uses of your time, probably the topic you've become the most famous for in the community is is paid links. Mm-hmm. Any change in the stance there? Are they still working? Um, if you can get links that, that Google hasn't, other from sites or networks that Google hasn't gone after, yes, that's definitely still going to work, and I do still see paid links working. Um, I do see Google very aggressively going through and trying to get rid of as much as they possibly can. Um, they're never going to get rid of the underground, quote-unquote, networks that exist, because some of them are just very loosely formed, uh, until they become too footprintable that Google can figure out what they are. Um, but definitely, it's it's something that Google is trying to look at and trying to you know, cut the effects down as much as they possibly can. And in your opinion, have they done a successful job to date? And is that a good thing for website owners? They've probably done a really decent job of getting rid of the low-hanging fruit. They've made they've made it so that you really got to work to get a, a paid link. Now it's um, you know, just they've they've scared enough people away from it that they're not going to do it. Um, you know, is it a good tactic? Is it a good thing or not? That's I think that's from Google's point of view. They probably think it's working. Um, you know, I don't think they, they're, they'd probably be honest and say they're never going to 100% get rid of all of their links, but they definitely want to get rid of as many as they possibly can. They want to try and make the web as editorial, editorial, 
economically viable and not as influenced by money as they possibly can. Now, a question I've got asked, and again, I was chatting with Rand, and we were going over the ranking factors mm -hmm. for 2009. In your take, what are you seeing uh, as, as things we should all be paying attention to through 2009 and into 2010? Um, the biggest thing that people should be concentrating on is building signals of uh, trust and authority. Um, they're kind of two different concepts. Um, authority just means you've got a lot of links. So basically, you ha you'll sometimes see sites that are ranking, you know, like four or five pages down, and they'll be dropped down. They'll have site links, and sometimes they'll have six or eight different things. That's a that's an authoritative site. Now, trust and authority are two different kind of concepts. Trust is really what helps you rank. Um, that's what's going to put you to the top. And again, you can see those are where you're getting your links from. Your your bigger, more the trusted thing is sort of a trusted domain passes a little bit of its trust onto you, and as you get enough trusted domains linking to you, your trust reaches that, that magic point where you're okay, now you're allowed to rank for competitive terms, and that's really, that's probably been that way for quite a while, um, and I just think that's really probably the biggest thing that people need to concentrate on is just getting really those right trusted links of the Google things that, uh, you, you know, you sort of got that stamp of approval. Do you have any tips for our listeners then on how to figure out which ones have trust and authority, and then how to attain links on those sites? Um, you should look at what your different vertical that you're playing in. Um, every every different vertical has their own little space, things that they're going to go into, the bigger news blogs, whatever those happen to be. Um, you know, those are the spaces that you want to get things in, things in from. Sometimes it works that you've got to step outside of your, your boundary just a little bit, and maybe just to the side so it's kind of related. Um, anything, you know, anything that you can do to get big newsworthy sites, anything that you can do to get into a mainstream, if you can get a link from a mainstream site, you know, your, your newspapers, your, your magazines, that sort of stuff, that's always going to really, really help. So you are here speaking, as, mm -hmm. as you pretty much always are. How was the session? What did you cover for our listeners, who obviously, you know, most of them aren't here? Uh, yeah. um, let's see, I did two sessions. The first session was really about um, some uh, different tactics to get links from uh, from uh, unusual sources, and we talked about Flickr. And basically, the kind of some of the things that I said is use some of the Creative Commons things that are out there. Either put your pictures in Creative Commons and use uh, use them to entice other, give those pictures away, so that other people will link to you. And um, one of the misconceptions that a couple people in the audience had is you're not really interested in the link from Flickr because the Flickr links are no followed. What you're trying to do is give away that picture and hope that the person says, "Oh, okay," and put a little note that says, "Hey, here's this picture. This picture is courtesy of you know." Joe's cars and that they will link to you from your Joe's car site. Again, it's not a 100% kind of thing, but it's something that you've got a better likelihood of doing if you get that person to do it. Um, the other side of using that is, is basically using other people's Creative Commons photos to build some sort of interesting photo library or photo post or interesting photo editorial and you know promote those and say, hey, here's your, here's your picture. We used it in our article about so-and-so, and hopefully they will link to you and maybe you can establish some sort of relationship with them to build links to you. And you'd mentioned two sessions. What was your second one? Uh, the second one was um, Twitter, where I was basically talking about uh, how people can, search markers can actually use it to get things done. How do you, you know, you want to get people coming to your site, you want to get them maybe possibly buying you, you want to get them maybe linking to you. Um, it's taking it to, you know, there's a whole, there's kind of two big divisions on, on Twitter. It's, you know, I'm running a personal account, I'm running a corporate account. Um, I went over some methods of how you basically can gain some followers. You want to kind of approach it the same way you do link building. When, when you're trying to get links, you're going to go through your competition's backlinks. So if you're trying to get people to follow you on Twitter, the first place to start is who's a, who are the bigger people in this particular space? Let's start mining their followers and interacting with their followers and talking to the people that they're talking to so that we can try and gain some of those people and convert them into our into your fold. So it sounds like you seem to view Twitter two sides. One as you can use it to acquire links if you're putting good, good interesting information there, and then the other to interact with your target market. 
are these two different tasks? Would you need two different groups of people to do these these different areas of using Twitter? Um, there's like there's a whole facet of different people. There are some people who you know if you had say you're promoting a story on one of your, your social sites like Dig or Reddit or, or Delicious or StumbleUpon, there are some people who are going to follow you who are going to be involved in that community, and there are some people who have no idea what that is. They're just interested in that particular topic. So you've got to kind of play to both people. You want to get enough people in your space that are doing those other things. Um, one of the big metrics that's really successful in, in Twitter that a lot of people are going for is the retweet. You want to get as many people retweeting you because hopefully if someone who has you know, 10,000 people following you retweets something that you've tweeted out, that's a whole other group of people who might not have seen your content. And if they're doing something that's, you know, if it's maybe it's a, you're running a sale or some sort of promotion, or if you're running a social story, getting it in front of those extra people, that's really, really powerful on Twitter. Now, outside of the sessions you were speaking at, obviously you've probably attended a few, you chatted with a bunch of people. If you had just one or two takeaways from this conference and, and great pieces of information or some great advice, what would they be? It's interesting when you, if you weren't here, you probably missed a lot of the buzz that kind of got talked about with the no follow. I think that's really, that's really probably one of the more interesting things that came here. Um, just a lot, again, a lot of people, you, you'll meet a lot of people here, they'll talk to you about different little problems that you may not have seen or things that you may not have... Uh, encountered in this space that you're coming to, and that's sometimes that sharing of information, um, you know, just getting a fresh set of eyes on a, on a problem, is something that's really, really helpful to people. And again, you meet people here, and sometimes um, we went to a table for lunch, um, it was a Battlestar Galactica table, we're all the Battlestar Galactica fans, that, and we were talking with some very nice people there, and there are some people that I definitely will talk to after that, and, you know, that might not have happened if I hadn't sat at that particular table, so there's definitely some value to coming to a conference and interacting with a whole different set of people. Wonderful. Well, that was Michael Gray. Thank you so much, Michael. And this is Dave Davies for Webmaster Radio here at SMX Advanced. Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm for details on the next upcoming Search Marketing Expo from the official radio station of SMX. SMX. Webmasterradio.fm.